Hey, man. What's going on? Have you ever heard of Satan? <laughs> Are you really going to come in this hot? Are you serious? Yeah, let's talk about the devil. Oh. <laughs> hey, I'm looking, sweating right now. I get episode, nervous. This episode's coming out at the beginning of the Christmas season. So Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Let's talk about Satan. You have the on star button. They give you a toe. You have you the dawn star, star button. button. It takes you to hell. You know what? I don't need a no job, but I do want to go interview for some jobs. <laughs> and they're like, what's this gap in a resume? But yeah, I was in exile. We're in the collection with the Dead Sea Scrolls. Is this before Hobby Lobby stole them? The Emperor of Babylon was a Pisces, <laughs> right? <laughs> Things I learned last night. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. I've heard of him. <laughs> really? <laughs> mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I've seen some of his work. Not a fan. <laughs> you know? Not impressed. Mm-hmm. You know, we just have different goals in mind. I, I think. gotta say, uh, uh, probably my least favorite person, uh, entity, entity, <laughs> being. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, see, here's the thing. You you always say. You want me to put my degree to work. Here we are. Let's talk about. Do you want to do a theological? (laughs) Here's the thing. I want to do another little Caesars. I want to do something that's not controversial. And instead, you're going to do Satan's not controversial. (laughs) (laughs) Instead, you're going to do theology. You told me. You said, "Why don't you put your you degree to work?" You told me. Why don't you put your degree to work more? You know who I think had this, this idea? You're not even using. I think it. Satan whispered <laughs> this idea in your ear. All right, trying to tear down this show. Talk about me. <laughs> you guys are getting a lot of views. You should talk about me next. <laughs> Make it about me. Make it about me. <laughs> That's good. That's how he talks. <laughs> Oh man. Okay, so we're legitimately going to talk about Satan. You're not going to spend this to be like it's this band in the 80s or whatever. No, Satan's an alien. <laughs> you know the aliens uh, uh, have theology of their own. I mean, if they exist, I'm sure they do. Okay. Um. So. Satan. So we're we're actually going to get into a Satan. Yeah, Satan, also known as the devil, also called Lucifer, A.K.A. <laughs> A.K.A. <laughs> Uh, uh, here's the thing. A lot of what, uh, when you think of Satan, let's do this. When you think of Satan, what do you think? Well, do you want me to do? You want me to? You want me to play? I'll I'll play into your. Here we go. Sweet, thanks. What I think of is like the little red guy on your shoulder, you yeah, know? Yeah. And the little pitchfork and the tail. Yeah, he's got the little tail, the spike. Yeah. The hooves. Yeah. The horns. Yeah, you could honestly say anything. I don't say yeah. <laughs> the wings, yeah, the wings, yeah, yeah. The, sports the steroid car. veins, yeah. <laughs> now, so there's this picture of Satan that we have today. That's like uh, some red dude. Where yeah. did it come from? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, there's the picture of not just what he looks like, but also hell. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, That's we, a whole other thing. We're not going to hell today. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but then there's also there's also this uh, just who he is by like what he does and his role and all this stuff that's like uh, can't really find it in the Bible. Okay. Um. So I I thought it'd be cool. Let's just talk about the history of Satan. Where did Satan come from? Um. So Satan was born. 
Is this from his Wikipedia page? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They got his birth date, uh, forty-seven thousand million A.D. B.C. A.D. B.C. <laughs> this bro isn't even born yet. <laughs> no. Okay. So here's the thing. Uh, uh, the first time you see a character that in the Bible you could relate to the Satan devil is the garden is the beginning, the very beginning with the the serpent. Serpent never. Um, name they never name this guy. Uh, and he's the he's just a tempter. He comes in, he tempts them, yeah. and then he just disappears from the story. Um, and then throughout the rest of the Hebrew Bible, you don't have much reference to a Satan. There's a lot of false gods and other gods. Um, Baal is pretty uh, uh, prevalent. Mentioned. Um, Ashroth is pretty prevalent, um, but you don't see Satan very often. And when you do. Uh, it's interesting because that that Hebrew word that's being used um, is the word Satan, which we pronounce Satan, but it just means enemy or accuser. Yeah, and so it's not used um, to define a person, and we know that because it's actually used every time we see it in the Hebrew Bible with a definite article to say this is something defining the role of the person, not the name okay. of the character in that story. <clears throat> so the it's, name is not Satan. It's not a proper so it's name. It's not Satan. It's not a proper it's a des- name. It's a description. Yeah, it's a description of his role, of what he does. And so you actually see in the Job story. Because in, in the story, he's the ancillary. <laughs> <laughs> I hate who you are. <laughs> I was making sure we got our terms right, you know? So, so Job, in, in the story, in the book of Job, uh, if you've read the book of Job, and uh, you didn't have a lot of background on Satan or the Hebrew language. You probably would be really confused at the beginning of this book because in the very beginning of this book, Satan comes to God in the council. So it says God was with his council and Satan shows up and Satan says, hey, uh, I don't think Job really believes in you. Let me make his life pretty rough and we'll see if he still believes in you. And God's like, sure, go ahead, which is like <laughs> like no joke, which is like, all right, pretty tough. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 the oldest book we have in the Bible. It was the first one written like by date. Um, so the world was very different than is one thing we just have to acknowledge. And so their view on who God was and what a good God would be was Job much is the first one we got. Yeah, it was the first book. Uh, and so you have to acknowledge that before you approach that book to begin with. But you also looking at that, you have to realize that the Satan who comes in this story is a person who's filling a role of the, the enemy. enemy, the accuser, the tempter. He's a person who's a part of this divine council that God has, which the Bible references a couple of times, um, which is just this group of basically angelic beings who help God see forth his mission. Yeah, and for some reason there's a guy in it who's supposed the to be who, enemy. His, his whole job. role is just like, yeah, let's mess this up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. love what you're trying to do make a little tricky. Uh, hate what you're trying to do. So <laughs> <laughs> kind of which is weird. Um, and it doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's that's what's being explained here. It's not that the devil is, just shows up and is like, "Hey, this guy doesn't really." Hey, I don't like Job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> not like, what happened. Why? Here. Yeah, I don't know. I want to fight him. Okay. And so, so it's 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 still difficult to chew on in our Western minds because you're like, "Well, why did God say okay to that?" Uh, but it's easier than the devil coming to God and saying, "And God be like, sure, do what you want, man." Um, it was a, it was a guy who was fulfilling a role that God had given this. So endeavor. they're just going around the council. God's yeah. like, all right, guys, when Any it comes ideas? to Job, um, I was thinking about like doing some good stuff and, you guys think, and everyone else <laughs> like, yeah, we should like really. Yeah, we should do some good stuff, you know? Um, great. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Great. Okay. Um, and then you just hear 
guys? And everyone just. <laughs> yes, the enemy. <laughs> First of all, I was thinking of doing that some name for my job. I was thinking of doing some bad things to him. <laughs> That's an interesting point. Um, continue. Yeah, flesh this out yeah. for us a little bit. Yeah, 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 I just really want to make his life uh, as tough as possible, <laughs> and to see if he still likes you. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of interesting. We uh, haven't done that yet. We hadn't thought of that. We I, guess. I mean, so far, it's all been good. So, motion passed. <laughs> all right. <laughs> like what? Kinda. Which is really weird. It is really weird. Uh, it's it's tough to deal with. Um, but that's the story we get, right? Okay. Other than that, uh, there's a couple quick passes to. Are there other stories? Do the other gods at this time have councils? Uh, there's not a reference to it, okay. so you can't say for sure. I mean, there does seem to be. Uh, you might be able to say that they are at least in collusion together. Maybe. I don't uh, mean like with God, with Creator God. No, I no, mean no, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's evidence that maybe, and it's, it'd be very circumstantial. Like it'd be tough to say for sure, but you could say maybe that these other like, like spiritual beings, they gods. were working together at a purpose. Um, but it, it, there's nothing clear. Okay. Um, but anyways, that's really all you get in the Old Testament. Um, a couple of references to there being some sort of spiritual enemy um, who is uh, uh, deceiving us, and then also in some occasions a member of God's council um, who is his role is to deceive, deceive um, for the purpose of apparently like testing people uh, is what it seems like. And then. Uh, uh, the Jews go into exile in Babylon, and so this is this is an interesting period. So after what the events of the Old Testament, mm-hmm. and then there's the New Testament. There's a period of a couple hundred years um, uh, referred to as the intertestamental period, uh, which really fades further past the time of when uh, the events of Jesus happened. But it's just it, the time in between the writings. What's this uh, seven-year gap in your resume? That's my uh, intertestamental period. <laughs> <laughs> I see you worked at Subway, and then there's just a few years here where there's not a lot there. Yeah, Yeah, I was in exile in Babylon. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty horrible. Uh, (laughs) I'm gonna. I want to. I just want to. You know what? I don't need another job, but I do want to go interview for some jobs. I'm like, what's this gap in your resume? But yeah, I was in exile. Yeah, don't worry about that. That was a tough time. Learned a lot of it. Well, you know, there was an enemy, and. you know, I wouldn't call him. I wouldn't call him enemy. That's not a name. You, get it. Name. you know, you get it. Yeah. Enemy, it was no. like, you know, it was uh, you know, his role. His role was his to be my enemy. Yeah, I think God put him there. If I was really to break it down, I think he's part of a council. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, okay. I think we're going to pass on you know, this role. Well, you know, when I realized it, I was in the ocean. My plane had just gone down. <laughs> I was in the ocean and I thought, this is the enemy, you know. But wait, here's the thing. Here's okay. the thing. Uh, what I learned from that is my biggest weakness is actually my strength, <laughs> and so <laughs> yeah, you, I don't see you writing that down. You should write that down. You should tell your your supervisor that. Just write biggest weakness is biggest strength. His biggest strength, Just, actually. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'll write it for you. <laughs> so writing it upside down, like what is this macaroni <laughs> grill? You're writing your name on the table. <laughs> Have you or a loved one been diagnosed with too many advertisements during the Tillin podcast? <laughs> Have we got good news for you? 
Our patrons enjoy ad-free experience, and they get early access to content, behind-the-scenes stuff, exclusive merchandise, and access to a private Discord channel where we all are in it, our producers and the hosts. So if you'd like to be a patron today and solve that problem, why don't you text Tillin to 66866? This episode is brought to you by Miracle Made. Hey, summer's here, and what that means is it's starting to get warmer at night. And if you're anything like me, that means you're waking up all night long covered in a whole lot of sweat. We're all friends here. We can be honest with each other. And if that's you, I recommend you check out Miracle Made. Miracle Made is crazy because their sheets are inspired by NASA. They have this silver-infused fabric, and it regulates temperature, which means if it's too hot at night, it helps keep you cool. And if it's too cold at night, it helps keep you warm. And it does this all night long. It's really, really cool. And the wild thing is they are luxuriously comfortable and they don't have the high price tag of a lot of other luxury brands out there. So you can feel a lot nicer in these than you would with sheets that you'd find at a lot of five-star hotels. It's crazy. Go to trymiracle.com slash Tillin to try Miracle Made sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a friend or a loved one, if you order right now, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo code Tillin, that's T-I-L-L. LN at checkout, you'll get three free towels and you'll save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product that it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee, which means if you're not 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash Tillin and use the code Tillin to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Tillin to treat yourself. Thanks again to Miracle Made for sponsoring this episode. Uh, so, so during during their exile, yeah. Um, what happened? Babylon came, took took over, and sure. was like, "You're Babylon now." Um, <laughs> and they're like, "No, we're not." And they're like, "Yes, you are." They're like, "Yeah, you are." Yeah, you are. Uh, and so it was really rough. It was a really, really rough period. They displaced a lot of people, destroyed all the temples, destroyed a lot of homes and everything. And just is what empires do, you know, took over and like you're one of us now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was a really, really tough period. And when you look at a lot of the writings in that period, um, some very interesting things happen, like cultural shifts within Judaism. One of the biggest ones, uh, two of the biggest ones. Let's we'll look at two of them. The first one, um, there is this shift of there is a an evil power at work okay. that had never really been much of a point in Judaism. There was there was the serpent. There was other uh, evil spirits out there, but they didn't really care. They were like, we worship the God above all of them. We don't give a crap. Um, but now in this intertestamental period where they're in exile in Babylon, all of a sudden the enemy becomes a bigger player. Yeah, the enemy is, is really important because they're living in this situation where they're kind of they're living underneath an enemy and mm. a lot of them politicize that and the enemy is now the emperor um, and then now Babylon and so especially when you look at a lot of the latter prophets and a lot of um, some of the Psalms and stuff you hear all throughout that Babylon is a word used a lot as mm-hmm. evil because in their eyes that was the picture of evil in the world and when they got taken over by them it just got amplified even more. Uh, I'm gonna name my kid Lon. Like Lonnie. <laughs> Lonnie Myers. Yeah, this is little baby lawn. Lonnie's a more little baby lawn. Baby lawn. Babylon. Baby lawn. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Babylon. Baby lawn. I didn't even pick up on that. Okay, so I know you didn't. You were like Lonnie. Lonnie. <laughs> <laughs> what was I like? Lonnie. I hate you. 
Uh, so uh, hey, don't don't get mad at me. Get mad at the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> the other big shift yeah. was uh, the nation of Babylon. They were uh, they believed in Zoroastrianism, uh, which was a big religion. Which is that a big word for astrology. So, uh, <laughs> so the 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 emperor of Babylon was a Pisces, right? <laughs> So, and we all know how they are, you know, and so it just got pretty crazy. And uh, he didn't have bloggers to explain what was going on back then. And uh, in that faith, there was a chief enemy who Mm. was rebelling against the chief good, and they were described as the light and the dark, um, and they were at war with each other. And over the course of their time in exile, you see their teachings start to kind of adopt that view with Christianity. Do they adopt the view or do they just start to use that framework to discuss their view? I mean, it's probably began more like that, yeah. but over time it began to morph to where it was like, oh no, is there is a evil God and there is a good God and they're at war with each other. Interesting. And they started and you could tell when you're reading a lot of the intertestamental texts, which aren't biblical texts, but they're they're extra biblical stuff that we we still have they were in uh 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 oh my gosh i'm drawing a blank right now the the cleveland <laughs> so they found them we found them in cleveland uh Terrible the dead like, sea scrolls yeah uh they were they were, they were in the collection with the dead sea scrolls um is this before hobby lobby stole them before hobby lobby stole them <laughs> <laughs> uh hobby lobby was like we didn't steal them we bought them that's we different. bought them from a guy who stole them, <laughs> but we bought him. He's the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, so, so uh, he's the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> you might call him Satan. We're the good guys. <laughs> you start to see this shift in in the writing about him, as if there's this powerful God, and in their references back to uh, the story in Genesis, to Job to other references throughout Isaiah and Ezekiel. Kay. You start to see there's this narrative that begins to arrive within Judaism of this is the enemy. It's mm. no longer a enemy. It's no longer another spiritual being that has rebelled from God, but it is this chief of enemies. Interesting. Okay. And it appears that in this period also um, there's this story in Isaiah. Uh, I think it's Isaiah. I could be wrong on that. Um, Isaiah, but, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay, uh, where uh, is often the the narrative where we get the idea that Satan fell from heaven. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And in that, it says something along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing, but it says the dawn star uh, fell f- fell and brought down a tenth of the stars with him um, and is cursed. Basically, uh, the interesting thing about that passage. Um, is the beginning of that passage says um, uh, basically an oracle about Babylon. Uh, and so they're saying we're talking about Babylon falling. Mm. But at some point they read that into them and maybe partially because of their experience in Babylon where they painted Babylon as the devil started to say that's a story of Satan falling from heaven and losing his okay. place. Okay. Um, which Dawnstar, interesting little little tidbit here. Dawnstar is actually Venus, and so they called Venus the Dawnstar because it rose with the sun. Yeah. Um, and the uh, Latin translation of that uh, phrase was Lucifer because Lucifer means brings the light. 
Um, so that's where we got the name Lucifer from. So, so Dawnstar is not just the button in your Chevy car <laughs> that you click whenever you need help. You're saying Dawnstar is in the Satan. Bible. Yeah, yeah. Dawnstar. 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 No, you yeah. have the Onstar button. They come. They give you a tow. You have you the Dawnstar button. button. It takes you to hell. <laughs> <laughs> and let me stuff. warn you, they're pretty close to each other. Don't so mix it's them like <laughs> you have a flat tire. Like, oh man, ah, uh, you know. Be careful. Isn't that the dilemma? <laughs> you know. Uh, what's really interesting is now you fast forward into the New Testament and you start to see a lot of these cultural changes start to happen. Yeah, uh, because if you look at the Old Testament, the devil's rarely referenced. The so rarely referenced. So you think that it could have started as them trying to speak to the culture <laughs> using their I'm not making a joke. I'm, I'm going with you. <laughs> I, I yeah. Yeah, I uh, think so using I think their so. framework and then yeah. what happened is that they got themselves. They got uh, yeah taken over. Yeah, by the I, think, ideology. I think I think that's accurate. And you look at a lot of the letters, and it it seems like they had a very similar view of who the devil uh, was. The, the the devil was, and how this sort of spiritual warfare worked. Okay, um, which is very interesting. Um, and I feel like I feel like we need to make a, an addendum real quick before we get into where things get more interesting. I, I'll, anyways, the Bible is really old. <laughs> Um, and there is this, there's this sort of, uh, belief in Christianity that the Bible is like, uh, exactly the way it was intended to be. Um, <laughs> and is, I knew you were going to make this controversial. I'm not making it controversial. Um, and, and is, uh, I'm trying to find the, the, the right words to say uh-huh. this. Um, you don't work at a church anymore. Just go for it. No, I, 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 I want <laughs> here's to. The, here's the reality of this. The Bible was written by people a long time ago for people who lived a long time ago. Um, and, and trying to apply it literally with everything parallel to our current mm-hmm. civilization just doesn't work. It doesn't work because we don't live in that world. It's like trying to tell a kid today about Blockbuster. They're not going to get it. We're in the same position, but thousands of years removed. We don't understand that culture. On top of that, um, well, the average lay person doesn't understand the culture. It, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot histor- of historians understand it better than we do, but they don't. Yeah. They, even they, they don't. Even, they're not, they, don't, they weren't they don't in the culture. Get it? Yeah. Uh, but even even more than any of that, this didn't happen within a vacuum. Yeah. There was a world outside of the Bible and outside of the people who wrote the Bible, and that influenced them. Um, and the way they saw the world is evident in the things that they wrote. This is why the picture. Uh, a lot of people. Are like, oh well, the Bible says God is the same yesterday and today and forever. But why is He so different in the Old Testament than He is from the New Testament? Well, it's because of the intertestamental period. A lot of things happened, and the culture shifted, and people's view of God really changed. Um, the writers of the Bible had one view of God in the Old Testament, and they had a different view of God in the New Testament, and they wrote that into their writings. Does that mean that God is different between those periods? Absolutely not. But the way they talked about Him changed. And so if you don't, if you're not cognizant of that, you're going to miss those things. And so I think it's really important. And it's also easy to just go, well, this is all doesn't yeah, make sense. Then. You're also going to be like, yeah, it's, it's trash. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff where there's also a lot of text and stuff that isn't in the Bible that we have. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that's outside that has 
and then I'm not even not related to faith. I'm saying mm-hmm. like from different time periods, we can go. Oh, here's what they were believing. And oh, speaking exactly. About this time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So all that to say the Bible's an important book, but people wrote into it yeah. their cultural views. And if you want to accept Jesus in your heart right now, <laughs> we're going to lead you in a prayer. <laughs> but anyways, so to say that the New Testament view of the devil also shifted shifted. It doesn't look like it. He does in the Old Testament for sure. It, it is now a person a, a yeah, an, an individual enemy. a character in the story. You see him show up in the desert with Jesus and tempt Jesus. You see reference to him all throughout the letters saying we need to avoid the temptations of the devil. Um, I don't think uh, I should say I don't think it's consequential. I think whether it's a group of enemies or it's a, an individual enemy or um, it's a uh, the spirit of rebellion within all of us. Sure. It doesn't really matter. There's something deceiving us is the point of the story. Uh, who that character is is not consequential, but you can see the culture shifting the view now over time after the Bible was written. You start to see a lot of other things start to happen. Uh, when does he become the red guy? We're going to get there. <laughs> yeah, uh, so in uh, in the Middle Ages uh, something really interesting happened um, in a lot of plays somewhere along the line. Uh, it's hard to pinpoint where it happened, but somewhere along the line um, a dude in a red suit started to be the comedic relief in a play and he would uh, over time turned into more of this devilish character and they started giving him hooves. They started giving him tails and wings and like horns, um, but he was the comedic relief like his they whole adding stuff to him. Yeah, they like he's like a adding, Mr. Potato Head. Yeah, and he would just kind of dance around stage He'd come out and be like hair. Yeah, and he would like do something really stupid. Yeah, um, there was a, a, a scholar a couple years ago. Um, hold on. Let me see what his name is. Uh, it doesn't matter something pool, uh, but he was <laughs> writing about him. I couldn't remember his first name, uh, but he he was like uh, he said this whole character, his whole all they ever did was for years they just frolicked on the stage, fell and farted in the background, and that was just their role. Um, and so it was kind of like they picked this. You say farted in the background? <laughs> yeah. So in the middle ages, even then their humor was just <laughs> <laughs> like they're just like yeah, it's me. Yeah, his butt made a sound. You know, yeah. hey, 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 hey. That's the enemy. That's the enemy. You take him serious. Take him well, serious. Me, I've taken him more serious if his butt didn't make that funny sound. Well, that's kind of that's what, what you got to really think through. And this is what we're talking about, like <laughs> theologically, biblical principles here. We're talking like the way to beat the devil is two ways. One, you got to learn the fiddle, and two, <laughs> um, I mean, just imagine that even the imagine devil farts. <laughs> you know, even Satan rips one every once in a while. Oh my gosh! You know. Take it back to that council meeting where he's like, "Hey, everybody, uh, just had a quick idea." It was like, "Uh, uh Satan." He's like, "Don't mind that." Um, <laughs> maybe the good place had it right, Sorry, where he's just like a guy who's like, eh, you know, <laughs> what's up, guy? Eh, eh. Yeah, everyone in the council is just like, mm, "What should we do about Job?" Uh, I got an idea. <laughs> like. Hey, have you ever heard of Tillin Podcast merch? That's right. We've got a full merch store of Tillin branded tees, mugs, stickers, hoodies, a lot more. And we put out new designs with every episode, but those are only available for a limited time. So you got to get those while they're hot. Text Tillin to 66866 to get access to our exclusive merchandise.
So it was a comedic relief in plays. It was comedic relief in plays. But and then ironic. everyone was like, that's the enemy. Well, it's ironic that you you took that arc because that's kind of what happened. Oh, and like so he was he coming was, in trying to ruin the mm-hmm. characters. It, it wasn't always. It wasn't always. He was necessarily influencing things. He was more when things would go bad. He would appear in the background to and show he that was he was like this darkness. Like, yeah, yeah, this dark figure that was kind of like the scary. Yeah. Um, and then you start getting things like Dante's Inferno. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, which was a big influence um, because he has this beast uh, with these bat wings. Um, and so he paints the picture that this is some scary, terrifying creature. Um, and they took a lot of those parts and they personified it into their picture of this enemy devil figure. Um, you also see it in Milton's Paradise Lost. They borrowed a bunch from that. And you also see from other characters in uh, just different mythology of the era. Also in even before that in Greek and Roman mythology, they're just grabbing different things from different characters throughout theology that are or different uh, mythology that are evil enemies yeah. in, in stories. And then all of a sudden you end up with There's mashing a, stuff together. <laughs> yeah. Well, and honestly, I mean, if it's for entertainment purposes, that makes sense because yeah. you're, you're just trying at, to at appeal point, to yeah. everyone's, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, but then something happened. Um, this had become so prevalent all over the place in uh, in the culture that somewhere along the line and you can't really pin, pin it down, but somewhere along the line, the cultural representation of the enemy became the Christian belief of who that enemy was yeah, and everything down from the way he acted to the way he looked. Um, it became that is who that is yeah. and that is our enemy um, and it was a very long slow morph up until the point where we have the picture we have today of the little red guy with the horns and the pitchfork pointy um, nose and yeah, which is yeah, and weird okay. tongue. Um, yeah, the weird slither tongue. The weird tongue. It's just a bunch of creepy stuff that we put just on like our, standing the around. A yeah, fire pit. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that stuff comes from uh, most of what culture and what of what we think of the devil today comes from way after the Bible was written. Yeah, um, and then a lot of it comes from um, that intertestamental period where um, Israel was just kind of going through it. And they needed a scapegoat, like for real. They needed someone to blame yeah, for yeah, their yeah. misfortune. Because if you don't blame the devil, yeah. you end up like blaming each other. Yeah, yeah. You're blaming, or, God. or blaming people <laughs> or God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so they took, they took kind of this amalgamation, am, amal, gosh, amal, okay. amal, amal, ancillary of all <laughs> these other. <laughs> Amalgamation of all nah, these you still evil said figures. No, hey, can right. we just uh, can we just like <laughs> overdub that, Alex? Can you just say it right over his voice? Uh, uh, of all these evil figures from the Old Testament. Can you also say every time he says the word figures? <laughs> can you also overdub that? Because he just says overdub figures. everything I say. Just take everything I say and he say says it differently. Figures. That's the right way. Okay, so and then they just mashed them all together. Uh, they just bashed them all together into. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. The Bash Brothers of Evil, um, and and we're like this is the one bad guy. Yeah, uh, not a lot of evidence from that. At least from the Old Testament, New Testament, you kind of get some. And so, so we've been rolling with that decide. since the Middle Ages. Well, we've been rolling with the individual view of an of a person of evil who's tempting and deceiving us 
since the intertestamental period. Okay. So just before the New Testament was written. We've been rolling with this transformation of him into what he looks like and the way he talks and the way he acts in pop culture since the Middle Ages. has been That's been transforming into what it is today. Um, but that picture of what he looks like and what he talks like and a lot of his role is not accurate at all. Take it back. Maybe there is, if you look at the New Testament, maybe there is a single individual figure who is out there deceiving us and tempting us and pulling us away. Um, but if you look at Wasn't the whole of the yeah. story, it's much more likely that there's a handful of these figures. Uh, so uh, moral of the story is um, how are you going to bring up aliens in this? Well, there's not just one Satan. <laughs> uh, there's about a dozen Satans. Yeah, uh, so better have watch a lot out of fiddles. I guess you better watch <laughs> out for those dozen of those dozen devils. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, could I get a dozen devils? Uh, yes, uh, I would love uh, a sack of Satan's, please. <laughs> yeah, can I get a loot of Lucifer's? Oh no! <laughs> what a, a loot? A loot? Oh, a loot. loot of Lucifer's! Yeah, give me a loog. Give me a loog of those yeah, Lucy's. Just give me. Uh, oh man. Uh, anyways, yeah, that's An the enema devil. of enemies. I don't know. Enema of enemies. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's shaking their heads. <laughs> I was trying to go for another one. Hold on. Let's Give me a it. second. Oh, here we go. An enormous amount of enemies. Oh, there you a, go. A uh, which means you're gonna need <laughs> can't say that one. Anyways, so uh, So you'll need here's a here's, oh, the, here's the one thing we know from more, level four more. sure. Here's the Kay. one thing we know for sure. Um just before the garden event when the serpent arrived um, in the garden, mm-hmm. uh, God and Satan in the council moment, they're in the council um, and God said, I need you. Satan said to me and God said, yes, you is very poetic. <laughs> <Satan the Bible's- laughs> me. Yeah, he said he said, I need you to take this fiddle and hold on to it for me. Just go fight Job. <laughs> go fight Job. All right. And he's like, I will. I will. I will. <laughs> and he did all this stuff, and God's like, No, I'm not with the no, fiddle, man. No. Play yeah. him a song. I want you to fiddle fight him. <laughs> Things Alone Last Night is a production of Space Tim Media. Produced by Christian Taylor. Audio is edited by Alex Garnett. Video by Connor Betts. Social media is run by Caleb Walker and graphic design by Caleb Goldberg. Our hosts are Jaron Myers and Tim Stone. Please follow us on social media at Tillin Podcast. That's T-I-L-L-N Podcast. Leave a review, comment, subscribe wherever you are. Thank you for listening to Things I Learned Last Night.